Twitter handle at Religion of Woke. All one word. Are you a smoking hot 20-year-old girl? Or would you like to be with a smoking hot 20-year-old girl? Well, you can learn about yourself either way in this episode. So I want to talk about evolution and DNA. It's pretty interesting. A lot of things in human society are controlled by, you know, the DNA that we have because of how evolution works. Um, and a lot of people, it's not allowed as an explanation for many, many things in human society. They're like, oh, it can't be, it can't be DNA, so it has to be something else. But if you allow yourself to go, huh, could have ev evolution have wanted, you know, humans to be this certain way? You'd be like, oh, that's the obvious answer. Wow, that's quick and easy. But then people are like, no, 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 it can't be that. You'd be like, well, why can't it be that? It was like, it just can't. But the way that DNA works uh, is it wants to pass itself on to the next generation. Like, that's the whole point of living organisms that have DNA, which I think is all the organisms on Earth, pretty much. The whole point of that organism is it's not to go out and have fun. It's not to... Uh, build a city or to swim through the ocean it's just to create another generation with the same dna or slightly modified dna and keep itself going and the reason why that's the whole purpose is because you know let's, let's go with humans here but this works for animals too it's just like in the past there was a couple humans and one human didn't have kids and the other human did have kids well so the dna of the person who didn't have kids like that's gone so, you know, there ain't no, whatever that person liked or was wanting to do, uh, they didn't pass on their DNA. So it does not affect living people today, you know, the current generation today. Whereas the other person that passed on their DNA, they passed on the kind of DNA that wants you to have another generation. So a couple fun examples of that are fire and water. And possibly fire water like alcohol. But I know for me, I love a campfire. Like I like to start the campfire i like to poke the campfire and try and get it to burn better and i like to sit around and just look at that campfire and the reason why is because throughout human history there were two kinds of humans there was a the kind of human who didn't like messing around with a campfire and there was the kind of human that did like fire and the kind of human who didn't like fire well you know they they got cold and died and they couldn't cook their food and they died and so they didn't pass on their dna so the only DNA that's been passed down to the people who are alive today are people who like fire. And the same thing goes for water. Like, you know, why do people want $5 million condos on the beachfront where they can look out at the ocean? That's because there was people in the past who didn't like water and they stayed away from it. And they died. And then there's people who love water and they're like, oh my god, this, this body of water is full of fish. And now I can eat and feed my family and pass on my DNA. And if there ain't no water around, you know, why do people want the $5 million condo that has the beautiful view of the city? That's because in the past there was some human who didn't care about having a good view of the surrounding area. And a lion snuck up on them and ate them. And there's another person who's like, you know, I like to be able to look around. And oh my god, there's a lion over there. Let's get the heck out of here. Let's go over a couple non-controversial things before we get into the controversial stuff. Like, uh... You know, why do humans like salt? It's because in the past, humans were generally deficient on salt. So, you know, the way that the, the way that DNA makes you eat more of something is they make it taste good to you. 
So, you know, all the humans who uh, liked the flavor of salt, they lived and passed on the like of the flavor of salt. And the same thing goes for basically everything that you eat. You know, why do those things taste good? You know, they, like, I know, I know dogs that uh, like some rotten meat, and humans don't like rotten meat. And that's because, whatever, the dog that liked rotten meat, they passed on their DNA, and then the human that liked uh, sugary sweet stuff, they passed on their DNA. And so that's, you know, our taste buds are just exactly what evolution needed us to like so that we go eat more of it. I guess this one's medium, but, you know, why do humans and all other animals like to have sex? You know, our brains tell us that having sex is a good thing. And that's because all the people and all the animals in the past who didn't like having sex, their DNA were, was a dead end. And so all we're left with is the evolutionary chain of DNA that has us liking sex today. So let's take that one to the next more controversial step, which is why do, why do men like young women? Well, it's kind of like that biological clock, although it's not exactly what they mean, but like you would be absolutely shocked at how many pregnancies end in miscarriage. A lot of them, a lot of times you don't even... You know, you, I'm not a woman, so whatever, I'm just going to be, I'm going to say stuff and it's going to sound harsh. But a lot of women, you know, they didn't even know they were pregnant, they had a miscarriage, so problem solved there. Or, they knew they were pregnant and they had a miscarriage. It's really common. It's very common. Tragically common, even. But your chances of getting pregnant and then having a successful uh, birth... I forget when, it's like maybe at age 15 or like age 18 is when your chances of successfully doing that stuff start going down. Like, you know, that's your peak. I mean, it might be 15. It's crazy. Whatever. Look it up. It's crazy. It's crazy young. But let's just throw those numbers out. Let's pretend it let's, let's pretend it's, uh, starts at 20. Yeah, that sounds a lot better to me. Sounds a lot safer thing to say. But so, you know, from the age of 20 on, uh, it's going to be harder to get pregnant. And if you do, you're going to be more likely to have a miscarriage. So basically, in the past, you know, there was some man, and he's like, man, I really think that 40-year-old women are the hottest. And his neighbor is like, you know what, I think 20-year-olds are the hottest. And one of those guys didn't have no kids, and so there ain't no men left who think that 40-year-olds are the hottest. And the other guy had seven kids, and so we're all descended from him, and uh, we all think that 20-year-olds are the hottest. Or whatever the real age is. I think OkCupid did a thing where they, which is OkCupid.com, it's a website. They did a thing where they like showed pictures of women to men and asked them if they thought they were attractive. And I think for whatever reason, they started at 15. So the 15-year-olds were the most attractive, and it just went down from there. You know, like 16-year-olds were less, 17's less, 18's less, so on and so forth. And I don't know, I, don't, I think they just didn't show them 14-year-olds. Or if they did, 15 was the most attractive. That's a, I'd like to think that's it. But anyways, that's what evolution and DNA has done to men. So when you hear about like some Arab society today, or in fact, I think all societies in the past, like, you know, you go a thousand years back, women were getting married at like 13 to 15. And that's because, that's because evolution said that's when women should get married because we want successful pregnancies that are carried to term. Now men, their sperm does get worse as they get older, but 
you know, it's it, it's not as quick. It's not like, oh, a 15-year-old man is the perfect man. No, that's absolutely, I think, not true. But at some point, it does become a problem. So, you know, young girls are not attracted to, you know, the wrinkly balls of 60-year-old men. And that's because the wrinkly balls of 60-year-old men produce sperm that just, it ain't no good. You know, you're going to have a lot of down syndrome and autism and stuff like that okay that's going a little bit beyond my knowledge i do know that you have a lot more medical abnormalities with with old sperm i'm not sure if those two ones are part of that but medical abnormalities lead to kids that don't live that don't pass on their dna so i went and double checked my stats there it was not an okay cupid poll because the okay cupid poll starts at the age of 20 and it goes down. So the younger you are, the hotter you are. But they don't ask you about 19, 18, 17, 16, and 15 year olds. But some other company started their thing at the age of 18. And so 18 year olds are the hottest. And then 19, 20, or less hot, all the way down. Then someone else did a poll and they found that 16 year olds were the hottest. So, you know, don't go quoting what you hear on Religion Awoke. Uh, you will get canceled, you will lose your wife. And, uh, yeah, I guess you'll have more time to listen to me. Sweet. So let's go down this rabbit hole of attractiveness a little bit more. Basically, you know, why does, why do you find someone attractive? Well, let me tell you, your DNA decided for you. Generally, you got a little bit of a control over it. But, uh, yeah, your genetics, they tell you who to find attractive. And so, you know, maybe they're telling you the the age that you should find attractive, but what about just good looks? Well, I think basically good looks come down to, um, like symmetry, which, you know, you know, you want symmetrical features, which shows that you don't have some sort of weird genetic problem. And then the other one is you want, um, reproductive, reproductive markers. So, if you're, you know, like, like the hourglass figure that a woman has, like, if you have that hourglass figure, that means that you are more likely to be able to uh, success successfully reproduce. And for men, it's stuff like, you know, like a good jaw, broad shoulders. You know, that means that you have good, uh, whatever, high testosterone. Like testosterone will give you a bigger jaw. It does, it does various things, bigger muscles, you know, broader shoulders. It's just like, okay, this is a fit man. And so then women find that man attractive. Like, for instance, you know, here's to, to the everlasting regret of short men. Like, why do women like tall men? It's because there's two reasons that you could be short. You could be short just because you just happen to be a short person. Or you could be short because, you know, there's some sort of medical abnormality with you. And so, evolution has decided they're not going to make women, like, think about it too long. Just get rid of all the short men. Alright, let's talk about uh, hot young women and rich older men. What's up with that? Well, I think we know why hot young women are desired. It's because they are good at reproducing. So evolution makes all men want them. But why would a hot young model want a sugar daddy? It's because men have uh, a couple things that they're doing when it comes to reproduction. So they're providing their DNA and, you know, that's important. That's like why the reason why women like hot men is because they want good DNA. But men do two things. The other thing is they need to provide. It's good. It's great if they can provide for the child after the child is born. 
Like, it's one thing to create the baby, but if the baby dies instantly, uh, you still didn't succeed in passing on your DNA. I mean, with humans, right, you gotta, you gotta get to, like, 15 years old or whatever before you pass on your DNA. So you need to, need to pick a man that will help you get that child to the age of 15. And so that's why women are very attuned, you know, like, basically this is like in the old, whatever, in the old hunter-gatherer days, woman's like, yeah, the dad of my, what the, the baby, baby daddy? I want to say baby mama. The baby daddy is the chieftain. Sweet. Like, he is not going to let his kid, kid get killed, and he can provide for that kid, you know? When we're getting short on food, he probably can come up with some food. So, tens of thousands of years later, you know, what is it like to be a chieftain? Well, that's basically, that's being rich. Or even, you know, how about just enough money to provide a, a house, a roof over the head, and some food? But, you know, ideally, let's be rich, because you just can't have too much, uh, too much power in your man who's protecting your kid. You want your kid protected? Absolutely. So that's why... Men prioritize youth and attractiveness, and women prioritize attractiveness and money, because money is power. So let's talk about violent crime. I mean, is violent crime some abnormal thing that, you know, all your ancestors never did? I mean, they didn't have the laws that we have. You know, what do we got here? Assault, rape, murder, robbery theft, you know, are, the, are these things that all the humans throughout history who went around and did some robbing and some raping and some murdering, like, did those people never pass on their DNA? Because if they, because if, because otherwise, it's in our DNA to do those things, right? And that's not politically correct, and people don't want to hear that stuff. But it makes me think of this uh, Science Friday episode I heard maybe five, five years ago. And they got some people on there, and the Ira, Flato, Ira Flato, I think is his name, anyways. They're like, are humans intrinsically evil or intrinsically good? Like, are you intrinsically good, but you learn to do evil? Or are you intrinsically evil, and you learn to do good? And the guy he asked was like, we're intrinsically evil, but we can learn to do good, to be good people. And his example was, you know, in the animal kingdom, the closest thing to humans, I believe, is chimpanzees. And male chimpanzees do this thing called patrolling. Like, you know, like an army patrols. And what they do is they get in a group of chimpanzee males and they just go around the edge of the territory that they claim. And any... I don't know if they kill the females too, but anyways, any other tribe, group, whatever you call it, whatever you call it, herd... Anyways, if, you, if they see a, a male chimpanzee from the other herd, they go and they rip him limb from limb, literally. And so basically, that's, you know, human's DNA is not going to be too different from the old hunter-gatherer days. But, uh, you know, the male humans would go around, and if they saw a male human from the other tribe, yeah, here's the word tribe, uh, you kill him. I mean, there's no, there's no point in letting him live. He ain't going to do nothing good. If he gets together with his buddies, he's going to kill you. So you just kill that guy. So basically, murder is useful. The group of uh, male humans who went around and killed their enemies, uh, they lived, they passed on their DNA, they fed their children. Uh, that's built into us. And the ones who are like, oh, I don't believe in killing. Well, they got killed, and they didn't pass on their DNA, and that's the end of them. You know, now, the one that rhymes with uh, the first word in the term grape soda, 
what's the deal with that? I mean, basically, people are absolutely... It's the most politically incorrect thing to say that that has a DNA origin. But just imagine, you know, you had uh, in the past, you had this man who uh, liked grape soda, and you had that man who didn't. Uh, which one passed on their DNA more? Well, whichever one did, we end up with humans today who like grape soda or do not like grape soda. Same thing with, you know, assault and uh, robbery. Like, someone had another man sniffing around his woman, and he beat that man almost to death. Well... That's good. Your DNA is going to be passed on. It's a good thing you did that beating. And then some other man, his kids were starving, and he went and stole a loaf of bread, and his kids lived. So there you go. Now we got some thievery in our DNA. And, you know, it just it is what it is. How about cheating on your spouse? Well, from the DNA perspective of the man, I mean, you know, you want to get your wife pregnant as many times as possible, have as many kids as possible, you want to use your money and power to make those kids grow up as good as possible. And that's all fine. But you know what? You know, Say you have seven kids and you're rich and they all grow up to be chieftains. That's fine. But hey, I mean, seven? What about eight? What about 18? What about 47? So, basically, for a man, it's if you want to spread around your DNA, the more women you can get preg pregnant, the better. I think like Geng Genghis Khan got like, I don't know what, thousands of women pregnant. Like he really was tireless in his efforts. But now why would a woman cheat? So like I was saying, so for men, a woman is looking for good DNA and someone who has the money and power to raise the children. Well, what if you got a husband who's got the money and power, but he doesn't have a good DNA? You know, he's a old, ugly piece of crap. Well, what you do is you just cheat on him. So you cheat on you cheat on your husband with someone who's very attractive, young, attractive, you know, good sperm, and then you go back home and your uh, rich and powerful, ugly, schlubby husband raises that kid, uh, you know, and there you go. You got the best of both worlds. And I think that's why society is kind of unfair. Whatever, society's not fair. Nothing in the world is fair. And uh, society's unfair when it comes to men and women. It's like, you know, if a man sleeps around a bunch, you're kind of like, well, that guy's a stud. And if a woman sleeps around a bunch, you're like, I mean, basically, throughout history, a woman who sleeps around a bunch is probably not going to get uh, the best DNA for her kids. And it's also going to screw up um, the rich and powerful man protecting her kids. Because a lot of, you know, men, it's built in by DNA. Like, you know, if you only got enough money to feed ten mouths, well, you better be feeding the ten mouths that are your DNA. Otherwise, it's a waste of time, and DNA is going to get rid of people like you. So men, they try and make sure that the kids are theirs. And in fact, I think that's why a lot of uh, misogyny, you know what we call misogyny? I guess it is misogyny, exists. You know, like, why do people, you know, like... Arab world is a good example because they just kind of do stuff the way that people used to do it in general. But it's like, you know, why is the the young girl in the Arab family, like, kept on lockdown? And basically she's kept on lockdown until she's handed over to the husband. That's because you don't want her to go have sex with a handsome young Arab boy who has no money. And then now you're, 
that kid's screwed. You're not passing on your DNA, the kid probably die, or you know, has a higher likelihood of dying, especially in the old days. And we'll go into race here a little bit. This is the anti-woke channel. Uh, don't go crazy on this subject, obviously. It's the, it's the most radioactive, toxic subject you could ever go down, but there's some obvious things. Like, it's sunnier in Africa, so you want uh, darker skin to repel that sun. And uh, it's darker in, you know, Norway, and you're not getting your, you may not get enough vitamin D if you rep if your skin repels the sunlight. So, you know, you have nice, not nice. Boy, why did I say nice? I wish I would have never said nice. I meant evil, uh, white skin that absorbs more sunlight and gets you your DNA. Sorry, vitamin D. This is a touchy subject. It makes me say all sorts of crazy crap. And anyways, like you know, East Asians are short. I don't know why, but basically living in China and Japan, it wasn't a big advantage to be super tall. And uh, same for like Amerindians uh, over in the Americas. I think that's far enough. <laughs>